Today, what I want us to do is I want us to learn the eight biblical ways to receive a healing. Some of you need a miracle. You need a healing in your body, but you don't understand the different ways God heals. So I want to spend a few moments as your pastor, and I want to teach you what the Bible says about how God heals. Get your notes, your pen, your paper. Take some notes. We're going to help you today. Eight ways to receive a healing. Number one, let's begin very elementary. Pray for healing. I, I, I want to share some effective biblical ways to pray for your healing. And the first is pray to the Father in Jesus' name. John chapter 16, verse 23 says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus said, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. There is power and authority in the name of Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 12 says, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works. I love what Jesus says. Will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these. Why? Because I'm going to the Father and I, and, I, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Church, there's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. There's power in that name. A second way to pray is pray specifically. Matthew chapter 20, verse 32, Jesus stopped and called them. He asked these blind men, what do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. That's the question for you. What do you want Jesus to do for you? He asked these blind men that when he said, what do you want me to do for you? They didn't just say, just whatever you want to do. Just whatever your will is, Lord. No, they got real specific. We want to see. And you need to be specific when you're praying. Ask God, God, I need you to heal my eyes, Lord. Heal my ears, Lord. Heal my heart. Heal my, heal my body. Heal, heal my, my, my child. Like, be specific with the Lord about what you're believing for. And next is pray with faith. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, Jesus says, have faith in God. And how many know we don't have faith in faith? We've got faith in God. So have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Remember last week, we learned that faith is not just believing God can, it's believing that God will. He goes on to say in verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So when you pray, believe that you have received whatever you're praying for. I oftentimes do this when I pray by thanking God. So before we got the Edmund Santa Fe High School, I was praying this prayer, Lord, I thank you that our People's Church Edmund campus We'll meet at Edmond Santa Fe High School that you're going to open the door. And how many know that God answered that prayer? And we Come on, we're in week number four at our Edmond Santa Edmond campus there. 
I, I pray prayers like this, Lord. I thank you that our People's Church Edmond Campus, we're going to build that building on that 23 acres that we own to see thousands of lives changed by the power of Christ. Lord, I thank you that we're going to have a building in Indianapolis in a prime location. That campus had over 1,000 people last week to reach so many more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you. That's the kind of prayers I pray. I thank you that my children will serve you all the days of their lives. Lord, I thank you that my children will marry godly spouses. Lord, I thank you for health in my body in the name of Jesus. I pray prayers of faith, not prayers of doubt. So here's another one. Pray with other Christ followers. Some people call this the prayer of agreement. It's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 and 20. It says, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, in Jesus' name, there am I with them. There's power when two Christ followers agree together in prayer. Praying with your small group is powerful. Coming to 21 days of prayer, we're going to have it again in January, and praying with your church family is powerful. Coming at the end of the service and, and coming down and allowing our prayer team to agree with you in prayer is powerful. There's power when you join your faith and your prayers with other Christians. And for some of you, your healing is on the other side of the prayer of agreement. And I know what you're thinking, well, Pastor, I'm a private person, and I've been praying privately for God to heal me. But God's also been nudging you to have some other Christians agree with you in prayer. And as your pastor, I want to encourage you, do it, because there's power in agreement. Number two, number two, eight biblical ways to receive healing, and that's the gift of healing. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul talks about nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives Christians different gifts so that we can minister to others. And one of those gifts is the gift of healing. You can read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 on your own time. I encourage you to do that, to read about all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But verse number 9 says, to another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, by the one Holy Spirit. So God has given some Christians the gift of healing. Some of you may have this spiritual gift. When you pray for people, you see them healed. Maybe it's when you pray for people at, at your small group or at your workplace or at your school or at your home. You see God heal them. People are healed by God through the spiritual gift of healing. Let's look at another biblical way God heals people, and that is command healing. So something you see throughout the Bible is a command to receive healing. The Holy Spirit prompts someone to command a healing, and then the person is healed. Let me give you some, some scriptural background here. Luke chapter number 18 and verse number 42 says this, Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Notice the command, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. And when all the people saw this, they praised God. Acts chapter number 9, verse 33, we see this command of healing. See, there he found a man named Aeneas who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. It was a command. Jesus Christ heals you. Get up 
and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. There are times God will prompt someone to give a person a command for healing, and the person responds in faith, and they're healed. This ties very closely to the next point. Get this down. The next one is instruct with an act of faith. Instruct with an act of faith. We see people receive healing in the scriptures when someone is prompted by the Holy Spirit to give a sick person an instruction to do some type of act of faith. And then the person follows the instruction and then they are healed. Let me give you some scriptural background here. Matthew chapter 12, verse 13. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. What did the man do? So he stretched it out and it was completely restored just as sound as the other. It was an instruction of of an act of faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 12 says, as he was going into the village, 10 men who had leprosy met Jesus. They came to Jesus. They stopped at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, notice notice the instruction of faith, go show yourselves to the priest. And they went. As they went, they were cleansed. So on the other side of this instruction, they took a steps of faith, and on the other side of their steps of faith was healing. John chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now, church, how many know it better be God if spitting mud is involved? It better be the Lord. It better be God. Don't be spitting and wiping mud on me. I'm a germaphobe. That's nasty. I don't understand why Jesus did this, but it worked. Now, now let me say this. Let me say this as your pastor. For some of you wild Christians, we got about two or three of you in the church. We're not starting a spitting and mud ministry at People's Church, so don't get any crazy ideas. But but what I do want you to see is that sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt someone to give an instruction to someone, and, and when they follow the instruction, God brings healing to their body. That happened last year during our revival nights. Pastor Dino was preaching that Sunday night in 2022 at our revival night service, and actually that night he felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm not going to preach right now. I believe God wants to heal people. And he gave this instruction. He said, if you need healing in your body, I want you to come forward. God's going to heal people tonight. And my wife, she came forward for prayer. And that night, God healed my wife. It was an instruction that she followed, and God brought healing. You see this in the Bible. Here's a fifth way. We're looking at biblical ways that God heals. Number five is rebuke any demons causing sickness. Some of you think you're sitting next to one, don't you? Don't look at them. All right, look at me. Now, let me just begin this point by saying this. I'm not one of those people who believes that a demon is the cause of everything. I don't believe a demon is behind every tree. And people love to hide behind the devil. I I hear Christians all the time hiding behind the devil. The devil made me late for work, Pastor. He made all the stoplights turn red. No, that wasn't the devil. You should have left home earlier. That wasn't the devil. Quit blaming the devil. Leave home quicker. Get a, get, leave five minutes earlier. 
But, but it's important to understand that there is a real devil, and he can be behind sickness. And the first thing that I really want you to understand is that sickness was not a part of God's original plan. Sickness and sin entered our world because of the fall of Adam and Eve. You can read about this in Genesis chapter 3. That's where sin and sickness entered the world. Sickness is, is one of the realities of living in a fallen, broken, and sinful world. Now, there are some sicknesses is because of sin. Uh, this scripture in John chapter 9, verse 2 is an interesting question. He, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And that's a great, that's a great question to ask because sometimes sickness is because we're eating too many cheeseburgers. Come on, somebody. Uh, some people are sick because of all that fried chicken. Come on, glory to God. All that ice cream you're eating. We aren't exercising. We aren't taking care of ourselves, and we can get sick. And then sometimes sickness is so the glory of God can be revealed. And that next verse, when the disciples, they asked this question, who, why, what, did this man sin or was it his parents? Jesus responded, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And sometimes sickness is not because someone sinned. It's not your fault or your parents' fault. It's not hereditary. It's because we live in a fallen world where sin and sickness are very prevalent. And God can use a sickness and a healing to bring glory to his name. But some sickness is because of demonic influence. Let me share some scripture with you. Luke chapter number 11, verse 14. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left the man who had been mute, spoke, he spoke, and the crowd was amazed. In Matthew chapter 17, verse number 14 and 15, when they came to the crowd, a man approached, and he's, this man was, was, was hurting, he was broken. He knelt before Jesus and he said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He's been having all these seizures. He's suffering. He's suffering so much with these seizures. He's falling into the fire and into the water. And then verse number 18 says something interesting. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. And there are several more scriptures I could read to you right there in the New Testament about how demonic influence was behind a sickness and i know somebody right now you're y'all quiet right now you're like do i got a demon what in the world lord have mercy maybe that's what's wrong with my kid in jesus name like but here's what i really want you to understand that there are times when you study the bible you need to rebuke a demon to experience healing number six is this laying hands on the sick laying hands on the sick. Another biblical way we see people receive healing is through the power of a touch. Throughout the Old and the New Testament, you can see a blessing or miracles or healings take place with a touch. Let me give you just one Old Testament example of how the power of God moved through a touch. Deuteronomy chapter number 34 and verse number 9. Now, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom. Why was he filled with the spirit of wisdom? Because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. He laid his hands on Joshua, and he was filled with the spirit of wisdom. 
Now let's look quickly at healings that took place in the New Testament through touch. The Bible also calls this laying hands, the laying on of hands. Let's look at this, Matthew chapter number 8, beginning in verse number 3. The scripture says, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Mark chapter 7, verse 33, after he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. Jesus heals people a few times by using spit. And this one is even more nasty than the first one. He spit and touched the man's tongue. I'm about to pass out. Lord Jesus, what you doing? <laughs> ah! But I, what, I, what, I, what I want you to see, and I'm not talking about the spit. I want you to focus on the touch, all right, the touch. Luke chapter 22, verse 51, but Jesus answered and said, stop, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Luke chapter 4, verse number 40, when the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all, notice this, who had various kinds of sickness, laying his hands on each one. He healed them. Acts 28, verse 8, his father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him, and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. There's power when somebody lays their hand on you and prays for you. God uses the laying on of hands to bring healing. Here's another biblical way. We're looking at eight biblical ways God heals. Anointing with oil. James chapter 5 and verse 14 and 15 says, is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and to anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sin, they will be forgiven. Now, if you study this out in the Greek, the word oil is in the Bible here is talking about baking oil. Baking oil. How many of you grew up in a home where your parents would fry bacon and put the bacon grease in a can? On the stove. Come on, that's the kind of home I grew up. Then you reuse it again. Come on, somebody. That's what the Bible is talking about, baking oil. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with y'all. Uh, but boy, I had you right there. You're like, poor pastor's deep. I never knew it was baking oil. Uh, there's nothing special about the oil. It's just a point of contact that can represent the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God chooses to use anointing people with oil and prayer as a method to bring healing. Here's the last one. Pray again. Pray again. You say, Pastor, I've done all of these and I still haven't been healed. What do I do now? Pray again. Keep praying. Keep believing. Don't stop praying. Let me teach you here. Mark chapter 8, verse 23. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him outside the village. When he here we go again. When he had spit, Jesus, Jesus in this spit, he spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him. Jesus asked, do you see anything? The man looked up, said, I see people. They look like trees. 
like trees walking around. I'm not seeing as clearly as I thought I would. So Jesus, once more, a second time, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. So what I want you to notice is Jesus prayed for him again. He, 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 he prayed for him a second time. He touched him a second time. So it's important to understand this. Don't miss this. It's important to understand that God heals instantly and God heals progressively. Your healing may happen in a moment or it may happen over time. The key is to keep praying, to keep asking, to keep trusting God. God is the healer. Church, let me say this. The method or person doesn't bring the healing. God is the healer. So you keep asking God. You keep trusting God. Don't give up on God. And here's the best news ever. Here's the best news ever. You will be healed. You say, Pastor, are you sure? I'm 100% confident. You will be healed if you keep trusting Jesus. Because if you're not healed on earth, you're going to be healed in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for heaven. Well, there'll be no more sickness and no more disease and no more death. Oh, we're going to get new bodies in heaven. I can't wait for heaven. If I don't get it in earth, I'm going to get it in heaven. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you that you're going to heal people today. As people step out in faith and come and experience the prayer of agreement and, and the prayer of faith and the touch of somebody laying a hand on them and praying for them, there's going to be miracles and healings take place today. But God, first of all, we pray for the greatest miracle of all, and that's salvation. And today I'm asking you to reach down and touch people and perform a miracle and rescue them from their sins. In Jesus' name, I pray as eyes are closed and heads are bowed, you're far away from God, you're not serving God, you're not living for God. I'm going to ask you right now to slip up your hand and you say, Pastor, I want to serve God. I want to live for him. It's obvious by my life. It's obvious by how I'm living that I'm not serving the Lord. And today I want to serve him. I want to surrender to him. I want to say yes to him. Or maybe today you need to rededicate your life back to the Lord. You're far away from God and you need, to, you need to come back home today. Today today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to be made right with God. Today is the day to rededicate your life to the Lord. If that's you today, as I count to three, would you raise your hand high? And I want to lead you in a prayer to say yes to Jesus. One, two, three. Just lift it high right now. Say, Pastor, that's me. I see your hand. I see your hand. Others, I see your hand. So awesome. I see your hand. So awesome. So awesome. Hands are going up. Come on, Midwest City, Northwest. Edmond, Mabel Bassett, come on. Lift that hand high. Online, just click the raise your hand button right now. That's it. That's it. Would you pray this prayer with me? Confess it with your mouth, believe it in your heart, and God's going to wash away your sins right now. Heavenly Father, I turn away from my life of sin, and I turn my life over to you. Heavenly Father, today I just declare Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior. My life is his. All the rest of my days, I will serve Jesus. Thank you for grace, mercy, and forgiveness. In Jesus' name I pray.